0: Right, Cash, I'm going to try that again. My computer's just being very slow for some reason. Okay.
1: So this is Sir Elton John, and you're listening to Jonah Radio. If
0: this is going to be that kind of party, I'm
2: going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Out here, it's just a little bit but trip without with an you the bank. the dude. It gets a lot colder. So i on oh. oh, no. I can for
1: I don't understand. It's just the talk.
2: In oh,
0: hello, hello. Welcome to yet another installment of Jonah Rake. Theo can't make it, but he does wish us a happy eight years of doing this podcast. Eight years, uh, about 35 episodes. Uh, Worth listening to. Uh, Not so bad. Not so bad in the averages world. Um, Cash Hartzell is here. Hey, everybody. I'm here. Uh, Neil Mahoney is in Cape Cod. I sure am. I'm just footsteps from the Wayfair
1: compound that we spoke of last week.
0: Is that what happens when you get into Cape Cod? Is that when the sides of your mustache start to point up? Uh, yeah. Get closer to the Atlantic sea it's air? It's ionized
1: air. They just yeah. lift like uh, like willow tree branches.
0: Um, our guest today is uh, an old pal of ours, a hilarious comedian, um, a, a wonderful person, uh, someone that knows a ton about music, and we are so happy to have her on. Please, everybody, welcome, from old Blight, Ava Richardson. <laughs>
2: Hello! Hey, clap, um, clap, 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 clap,
0: clap, clap.
3: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have a fake Madonna accent. I am actively fighting it every day. Have, so you, not. have
0: you tried it? Have you just tried to no, look like- No, absolutely not. Absolutely no, no, not. A, little bit. a little bit just came out when you said no. no.
3: No. No, 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 I refuse. I will say after being a lifelong Anglophile, I, now that I live here, it's lost its charm. Like no. I'm a little, I'm like, <laughs> calm down everyone. It's not, you're not better than us. Oh no. <laughs>
0: True, it's definitely lost its charm. The truest hipster, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I went and it wasn't that great.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's now. It's sound. It sounds like they're mocking me. <laughs>
1: the time now. Do you find that people around you are feigning uh, an Atlanta accent or? A... Yeah.
3: I actually, my husband has. I he has picked up way more. He says like "rad" and "dude" now and wants to murder me because he's like a fifty-year-old distinguished British guy, and he will be like, he'll catch himself saying something is rad and he'll be like what the fuck is
0: happening like he, he's well, rad, and i rad i have, have not done the same yeah yeah but, but rad is i think everyone should use the term rad
3: and, and it's way more universal like if i if i tried to say i would just sound like a chimney sweep from like a cartoon if i tried to be like say bloody or whatever like I, don't know, I can't even like it would sound so fake coming out of my mouth that i'm like i couldn't even do it uh,
4: you, the the video the, the the audio listener has no idea how many head fakes it took april to get into saying bloody <laughs> I like like, like she was she was trying to jump over a moving horse or something like I that in order imagine to say it. To,
3: i can't imagine a time i mean maybe in like 10 more years i'll have like a slight lilt or whatever but for the most part no i'm actively fighting against
0: it and just refused um so you moved out there i guess almost two years now close to yeah
3: it'll be two years in february
0: yeah and Mm -hmm. uh in that time you've uh you you had a you had a you made a a fox friend
3: uh (laughs) yeah at our old house we had a whole family of foxes that basically lived in our backyard it was the best
0: that's when you're still like excited to be uh uh, part of the British Empire, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't hate it. I had to get a fake sun lamp because of the weather, so I just turned on my fake sun lamp.
0: Oh, um, so is that is that? It's like that's something that Deanna, because I always, you know, we've talked about this, you and I, Amber, like about like I would love to live in England for a while, and uh, then there will be a couple, you know, overcast days in LA, and Deanna will like spiral into a depression. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know if that's a great idea anymore. Mm. Well, that's
3: so the. When I first moved here, we were renting a house, and but the way that the house was constructed is like half of it was underground. So it was like living in a dungeon. It was just the worst possible scenario because it was like in this weird underground house that had no light ever. And also I just happened to move here uh, during truly on record, like meteorologists were like, we can't believe this. It's the rainiest oh, England oh. has ever been in the history of England. It rained every single day, nonstop, morning to night. I was really like, I'm going to walk into the ocean. (laughs) I can't believe what is happening. So I did go. um, It was actually one of the first visits to the NHS. I was like, Hey, can I not kill myself because of the weather? What do I do? And then they were like, you know, take vitamin D, blah, blah. And then he was like, try to get a fake sun lamp, which I did. And it did help.
2: Wow. But
3: thankfully this year has been way more normal as far as, It's not raining every second of
0: every day. Weather-wise, weather-wise, it's it's been way more normal. (laughs)
3: Yeah, weather-wise. And we moved, we now live in a second story flat. I will give them that. I'll say flat instead of apartment. And so it actually, like the sun exists to me again. Yeah. And we don't live in an underground bunker that's just like damp all the time. It was the worst, but we did have those foxes.
2: Yeah, underground
1: bunker would have been better for this year. (laughs)
3: it would have been better yeah, for yeah. now but yeah but yeah we they because of the way that our house was built so yeah it was like the kitchen the eye level of the kitchen window was with the ground of our backyard so that's why foxes like they couldn't really see us so they would just hang out and all i would just freak out that's one thing about england though we don't foxes. this place is lousy with foxes i remember is yeah
0: i remember like totally. you know, like, in a, like a there was i was in a cab in uh in in london uh and like it's like I was like I saw a fox when I was like, "Wow, fox." And the guy starts starts fucking speeding up and honking so hes always like, "Fucking get out of fucking fox." Fuck, like, yes. like i was like, I was like, "We know it's a majestic beautiful creature." And they're like, yes. like and he's like he's like, "They're so irritating."
3: Yes, to them they're <laughs> like raccoons or possums or whatever. They're like, "Oh, these annoying cuz they always walk around at night." And yeah. they I will say the sound of foxes fucking is the most terrifying thing you will <laughs> ever hear.
0: Dude, that reminds me uh, April's new album, The Sound of Foxes <laughs> Fucking at Night. Uh
2: Listen.
3: <laughs> <it? laughs> For real, like before I lived here, one of the times I was staying at my friend Grant's house, and I'm not even kidding, I woke up and was like, I woke him up, because I was like, we have to call the cops. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, someone's murdering their kid. <laughs> Swear to God, I was like, someone's murdering a baby. And he's like, no, those are foxes having sex.
2: Wow. It
3: sounds like a toddler fight club. It's wow. like two
1: toddlers murdering each other.
0: That's, I mean, like, cats fucking is a pretty terrible sound. That's because
1: cats have barbed penises, don't they?
0: Yeah. Imagine the sounds in, because, like, it, was it in Greece, uh, I think, or uh, maybe even, I think it's Greece, like, too? Oh. <laughs> yeah. In Greece, uh, like, it's like there's, they're lousy with cats in that way, where just yeah, cats yeah, yeah. are like a nuisance. They're a pest. And I, I think Croatia is very similar to that as well, where it's just like people are just kicking cats off of tables, and they're just kind of yeah. scavengers. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. when I'm
3: walking home from the train at night and stuff, it's like foxes will just walk next to you on the street. And I'm still like, oh, my God, a fox. It's so beautiful and great. And everyone, yeah, they're like, they're annoying. Like, leave yeah. them alone. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I hear is like that with koalas. They're just like, you come out in the morning, you got to clean off your windshield, and yeah, they're <laughs> everywhere.
1: Koalas give you chlamydia.
4: Koalas gave you chlamydia.
1: That's my story, so- and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <April>. <laughs>
0: Was, uh, how'd you get chlamydia i was saving remember the australian forest fires of course we all do we all remember that anyway i'm a real nice guy i wanted to go did you ever see that picture of the uh, the fireman uh yeah the koala water that was me scratched was me, me. gave me chlamydia yeah then i
2: that's...
3: frenched it to make it feel better
2: <laughs> uh, um
0: april like when you moved out there because you as being an anglophile and a music fan you know Listen to a ton of, uh, you know, British music over uh, the course of your entire life. Now that you're there, do you find yourself maybe leaning more towards, or like, are you putting on more like Tom Petty and Leonard uh like more Dude, than you ever have?
3: I can't believe that you asked me that because a thousand percent. Honestly, because again, the first six months when I got here and I was like depressed, and it was raining, I listened to nothing but country music, like old country that used to play in my parents' car <laughs> because I was like, super like, I want to go home. But, the other flip is, I mean, this is embarrassing and corny, but as you see, I married a Brit pop guy. I married a guy whose pictures were on my wall when I was like 16, what so that's was a mind again? fuck. He was the lead singer of this band called Gene, who were like Brit pop dudes. And like, the weird thing is, is so he knows all of these bands I was obsessed with in high school. He teaches at this place called BIM, the um, British Institute it's of Modern Disney. Music. Yeah, he's a professor, he teaches songwriting and um, I'm a pretty good wife. I'm like, oh, he does some other shit. I don't <laughs> songwriting and other classes. But so many people that he teaches with, it's like he jokes, he, he calls it the Britpop graveyard because everybody he teaches with used to be a band. So it's like he teaches with people from Sleeper, he teaches with this guy from My Life Story, which was a band I was obsessed with. Like when I first moved here and he was like, yeah, we're gonna have drinks with my coworker, Jake. And, and then when I found, I'm like, I'm sorry, the guy from My Life Story, and I was like flipping out, and Martin's like, no way are you flipping out about Jake, my coworker. Like, please don't (laughs) And because I had everything they released, like on every format. I'm like, bro, in this box that I moved over here, there's like 20 My Life Story cassettes. And he's like, please don't tell him that. He's my coworker. (laughs) So like that has been wild that I've met all these people who when I was a teenager, like I worshiped these people. And then Martin's like, yeah, I got to go to a meeting with this guy at like <laughs> noon about our class that we're teaching. Like, please be normal. So
4: yeah. I'd love
0: it he, if he had one just one to be like at work and like, it's just like, uh, like all of his colleagues going like, how's that fangirl wife of yours? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you exactly. So, again? Does she want yeah. anything signed? <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. So I have to pretend, I'm like, uh, like, He And I've made him take me, I mean, when I first got here, obviously, when live entertainment still existed, I made him take me to a bunch of shows. Like, I would see, I'd be like, you got to take me to see Sleeper. And he, of course, he's like, I have to ask my coworker to get on his guest list. Like, what are you doing to me? And I'm like, do it, man. So I made him take me to a bunch of shows where he's on the sidelines being like, yeah, I don't, it's, my wife wanted to come. I don't really care. I see this guy every Tuesday in class. Like, yeah.
4: I I think you need to move the bit forward and all of a sudden start being fans of like their PowerPoint presentations and just shoot they do (laughs) at work.
0: sit in (laughs) in the class. Yeah. Oh my God. I love everything you do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we're going to take a a break uh, for a song. um, And then uh, when we come back, we're going to get into some music news and we're going to talk more with April Richardson on radio when we come back. This song is uh, by uh um label mates of mine they're on asian man records they just put out a new album they're called sarcasm uh s-a-r-c-h-a-s-m um and uh they just put out a a great new record and uh this is wither in d uh and uh more radio when we come back Sarcasm. Wither and D. Fantastic, really fun kind of pop punk record. I really, really dig it. It's um, like it's one of those records that like, like all the, it's like very cohesive as an album, but like it's varied in uh in style of that style throughout. I guess if that makes sense.
3: Was it really live, or was that just sound effects at the end?
0: Oh no! I just played Claps over it. Oh, kind of, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, is this alive?" It's pretty yeah. good for live. It's a pretty good, pretty good board <laughs> recording there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Indeed. April, um, yes, this is the time of the show that we do. This is the the podcast we do where Neil takes off. Okay. Neil has a pension <laughs> for just walking away from this show all the time. Now he's put his headphones back. So this is when we. Um, talk about current events, but not the kind of current events that bum people out. Well, I mean, sometimes it depends on on what. But it's a segment that Cash says this about when we say we're going to do it. I was it's... hoping
1: that I was going to miss this
4: part when I oh. turned the light off. No. Nope. Music news. Oh, that's right. It's time for
0: music news. I don't know why Neil would want to walk away during. be around for when he like catches Music News or for the Thin Lizzy?
1: Well, I'll always be around for Thin Lizzy. But you didn't want <laughs> to hear him say Music News? It's just loud.
0: <laughs> That's my style, dude. Turn yep. It, then, turn him, then turn it down. Alright, Music News time. Uh, so there is a split happening in the world of British rock uh, where some, some of them love the idea of wearing masks, and they think it's uh Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> this is so depressing. Stone Roses is Ian Brown doubles down on his anti-masker views and says uh, he refers to the coronavirus as the common cold.
3: Yeah, we were just talking about this the other night because it really – Martin and I both are huge Stone Roses fans, and it is that thing of, like – can you just not talk? You know who else is a, 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 that really bummed me out? Maybe you were going to bring it up. Matt Johnson from The The. Like The The are one of my favorite bands of all time. He's also like a dumb conspiracy. Like, hey, this is plandemic, everybody and whatever. And I'm like, no, you yeah. guys can just not talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. That's an option. No, like in, in perfect Noel Gallagher, like it's like it's less about that he thinks it's a pandemic, It's more he just doesn't care. It's one of those things where he's like, he's very much, he's like, I have money. If I, if I get it, I'll deal with it. Right, right. Which Which is, is I guess,
3: less dumb. I mean, and that's,
0: yeah, he's just a dick
3: dick. and everyone knows that he's a dick. Whereas Ian Brown, you're like, dude,
2: you're so dumb. (laughs) It's also just
1: willful ignorance of that. Wearing a mask isn't about protecting yourself. It's about protecting other people.
0: Exactly.
3: Yeah, Um, but it's also this, the thing that's been flipped where it's like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have talked about this. Like, me and Martin do talk about this kind of shit all the time because I'm so fascinated by, like, the new thing of, you know, like, it's punk to be conservative. Like, conservatives, the new punk, right? As if – and I feel like the Ian Brown thing kind of goes down that line of, you know, I'm just – I'm thinking for myself, man. And it's like, no, no, no. What you are thinking is supporting the powers that be. Like, it's the opposite of punk. It's the opposite of – do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, I'm being subversive, man. It's like, no, no, no. You're saying the same thing as Donald Trump, AKA the guy with the most power in the whole world. So it's not subversive at all. You're like helping that guy.
0: Yeah. That's the, that's the thing about, and we, we've talked about this with uh, uh, um, certain, you know, uh, people that have started um, alt-right Nazi movements of boys who are proud of themselves. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when your idea of punk is to just be reactionary against, uh, you know, the, whatever the popular movement of the time is, um, when the world was more conservative, it was, punk was like, to you, it was like, you know, very liberal. And now that the, like, world has kind of started to become a bit more liberal um, and left-leaning, their reactionary is to go against the status the quo. That's way. all yeah. that punk is to right. them. Uh, right, but I idea. would
3: argue... But it's like, even if their conception, it's like you, the world isn't more, the people who have the power in general are not left. Like think of all of the populist, do you know what I mean? It's like-
0: I mean, the Pope just endorsed uh, (laughs) same sex marriage. Actually, you're right.
3: We live in utopia, my bad.
0: It's not not utopia, but if you really look at the grand scheme of things, it is like, it's like what's on TV, what's being, uh, what's in popular culture, what's in the arts and entertainment. Um and and what's just kind of like it's like that is a little bit more liberal than it was during the Reagan era.
3: Yeah, I mean I guess yeah, but I think we're also fragmented now that I it's I don't know. I feel that like we feel that way because of like who our friends are and who what we consume and stuff. But when I talk to my mom or I talk to my stepdad who live on a different planet and who are actual like I don't know. Don't I, they yes, think that
0: its things are getting a bit out of control with you know the uh, gay characters on TV?
3: They're not that bad, actually. <laughs> Weirdly, to my parents' credit, which I don't want to give them any because they are crazy Trump people. They're not. They're not so much homophobes as they are like um...
0: traditional. Uh, yeah. 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 But that's, I think that's all just dog whistle. I think it's like, anytime someone says, it's like, it's no, it's about the family structure. You just scratch a little bit. And they said, <laughs> and God says gays are bad. Like, it's like, right. anytime someone says like, no, it's like, there's certain things about like the your communities and you scratch the surface. It's like, I don't think blacks and whites should be together. It's all, it's like, you know, it, and to them, it may be the surface level thing in their head, but if you scratch at it and you pick at it, it's always going to turn out to be bigoted. Uh, Right. Yeah. And that's what, that's how I feel. Like, it's like, anytime I've had an uncle or something like that, you just, you go a little, it's like, I had an uncle and aunt that lived in Santa Cruz and they left and they said, oh, it was just getting too crowded. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. we wanted to have kids and there was all kinds of different people there uh, that were just kind of like, it was kind of getting crazy. And, and then like, uh, my mom's like, oh yeah, they thought there was too many gay people moving to Santa Cruz.
3: Oh, so crowded specifically with gay people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't, I guess... to break it down i just always felt like it was power versus no power like the the punks didn't have the power and that's why they're in their bedrooms making their records because they don't have the money and the power that like the actual powerful people have and so that that's always been it's like the conservatives always seem to have the more money and the more power yeah and do yeah. You know, does that make any sense
0: so yeah no no totally. well
4: and it's also they see it as the it's the same thing with anybody uh, who, who has sort of financial success as they're like, Oh, I got here through hard work and labor and you're trying to take away from where yes. it's sort of like, yeah, you also got there cause you got lucky. And, and if that's sort of wh- where the divide comes is like, people are only willing to see their good fortune as a result of their hard work. And a lot right. of times they see other people's not uh, success as a virtue of oh they didn't work hard or they I, didn't yeah. do this stuff where it's it's not that a lot of the time mm-hmm. and it's very hard to see that when you're standing on top just the way it's hard to see anything else when you're sitting at the bottom and i think that's a lot where it comes from but this idea of like i'm going to be different and i'm going to take the, the 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 point of view of the person at the top of the heap just because it's different is sort of like well yeah but then what is what is what you think, why does what you think mean anything? Because you're not representing your own interests. That That's what it is a lot is sort of like, it's not punk rock to um, not have any sort of empathy for anyone, which is weird because it's such a loud and sort of violent music, but it's it, at the same time, it is sort of based in empathy uh, at the very uh, yeah, least. Yeah,
0: fully. Uh, in, ha- in happier news, um, you know, uh, recently, uh, there was a, uh, uh, you know, church uh, bell tower, like the tallest bell tower in the Netherlands uh, paid tribute to the late uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, by uh, programming some of uh, his riffs into the no. bell tower. Um, because, Solo uh, from
1: Eruption? Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> well, like here's, here's played of, bells. Here's a little bit of jump.
1: Sustain on those
2: bells
4: to really make it out. I hope this is one guy doing it live.
0: So yeah, that was that's a that's very nice. That's crazy.
3: Did they do that every quarter of the hour? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so people in that are so like, we every, get it's, it. like, it's like it just goes again. But there's jump in there, and they did uh they did a couple others. Uh,
4: so April, they said this was the tallest church. Um, could you see can you see it from your house? No, it's not the Netherlands. Yeah, no, I they're close. They are across, they're across they're, the channel. It's dark yeah. out.
0: I'll try to see tomorrow. Oh, okay. Since there is since the earth isn't really curved, it's, you should be able to see yeah. it from where yeah. you are. Um, but yeah, they play uh, they did love walks in, jump in of course uh, uh, Why can't this be love. Uh, and, wow. and um, but uh, I guess if it's Eddie attached and Alex to us are were born in Amsterdam. And then they really? moved to, they moved to Pasadena when uh, uh, uh eddie was seven and alex was nine yo if
3: the church really wanted to pay some serious respect they would have done running with the devil <laughs> <laughs> really if they really were about it yeah they really wanted to show respect
0: um yeah that's a. Uh, it's every time i hear like some kind of like version like a church like bell like kind of thing i just like i think about that uh simpsons episode uh, where... Oh yeah, like, Bart
4: slips in the, in, in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. In the Garden
0: of Eden. This sounds like rock and or roll. Um,
4: Marge, remember when we used to make out to this hymn?
0: Paul McCartney, um, you know, right after the Beatles, he put out uh, uh, an album called McCartney, and about 10 years later, after uh, doing a bunch of stuff with uh, Wings, uh, he put out McCartney 2, which is an incredible album. It has a temporary secretary on it, one of the weirdest songs he's ever made. Um, and now... He produced, wrote, and uh, performed and uh, during lockdown. McCartney 3, his third uh, in the McCartney trilogy. And I um, want to say that's cool. I probably won't like it. You think so? <laughs> it's
3: like his folklore. Yeah. He's like, hi, I have surprise made this folk album during lockdown.
4: Yes. <laughs> what well, have a, you...
0: He's, like, he's just following Taylor Swift now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Have you seen... Uh... Have any of your favorite artists put out uh, any uh, lockdown music? Because I, two of my, the country guys I like have done. One has done like an all acoustic thing that was just him recording in his basement or something like that. Enough and with th-
1: the pronouns. Who are we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, who are these dudes?
4: Hayes Carl did one. Uh, did did that one, and then. Um, sturgill simpson who i mentioned in the past just did a bluegrass like just did his entire catalog as bluegrass songs which was and it's they're all just like very obviously like i don't have anything to do all right i'm gonna re-record my entire catalog as acoustic or i'm gonna uh re-record as bluegrass or all this sort of stuff they're very obviously so like all right i gotta stay home for a couple of months what can i right. do at home
0: yeah it's uh i think and it was probably the best mountain goats release in a while but that um he put yeah. out mountain goats dude put out like a classic sounding you know like on a tape recorder of him just him and a guitar and those songs were some of the best songs he's made and not that i don't like the other kind of concept albums he's been doing like the goths and the D and the wrestling one like there's great songs on those but this was just such a great energetic release and he did it just because that's all he could do at the time just like when he was putting stuff out originally
1: yeah that's the um, i think i'm getting into knives one
0: or what it, <laughs> What's it's called oh no that's the one that's the full that's the full album that came out oh. after after that
3: i will say the thing i miss most about pre-COVID times is a cool, a super cool thing about Martin's job is, uh, like I said, he teaches songwriting at a college, right? So it's like 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds taking songwriting classes. And part of their grades is they have to do a showcase. They don't call them semesters. What do they call them? Well, whatever. At the end of each semester, like they basically have to put on a show, like a legit show in a rock venue here in Brighton. And I had gone to the last three of them and they rule. like, there are kids where I'm watching going, I would 100% buy this kid's album. These people shred like this kid's awesome. It's kind of amazing. But the thing that's amazing slash makes me feel a thousand years old is there. And I'm sure like, I am a thousand years old, so I do, when I worked at MTV, like, I used to work at MTV News right before I did comedy, and I can't tell you how many times, like, a night, like, you know, the 19-year-old intern, I'd be editing an article about Bruce Springsteen, they'd be like, who's Bruce Springsteen? I've never heard of a guy named Bruce Springsteen, and you're like, what is wrong with with the internet? So, these kids, like, there were songs where it would sound exactly like Susie and the Banshees, or like, You know exactly like this one guy sounded exactly like Orange Juice, and I fucking love Orange Juice. And so afterward, I was like, "Oh my god, you sound like Edwin Collins." That was so awesome. And he was like, "Who's Edwin Collins?" Uh But not like a mean way, but in a way where I'm like, "Wait a minute." So you think you just made up that sound? It's like a fascinating thing of people organic. It's like organically he wrote this song that sounded like it came off of an Orange Juice album in 1983, but had never heard of them. Yeah, so it's I mean, like that cyclical thing of yes,
2: like you're exactly. you're not
3: even being influenced by this guy because you've never heard him but yet i don't know i'm so fascinated he's by been
1: that. influenced by everyone who's been right who was yeah. influenced by that original seed uh, and it's it's crazy.
3: Crazy. right and then it somehow came full circle
0: yeah well everything like it's like you know things so orange juice comes out and then everything kind of like like neil said spreads out and gets influenced and then someone goes like I'm going to try a simplified version of this kind of stuff. And then like it comes this, 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 and this. Yeah. Take yes. this or that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause he
3: had a student who, again, this girl who sounded exactly like Susie Sue, right? So in class, she's like, here's a song I wrote. And then they play the song. And he's like, that sounds exactly like Susie Sue. And she goes, who is that? He plays some of it for her. And she's like, this is incredible. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. you just did that. You took all the bands that you listened to that ripped her off, and then you thought you made a new thing out of it when they were really taking from her. It's wow. a pretty fascinating thing to witness.
0: That's really, really cool. Um, speaking of pulling from uh, inspirations and stuff like that, so Miley Cyrus has, like, low-key over the past few years been, like, tossing out great covers. Yeah. like And, like, mm-hmm. really interesting covers and um and with that she just announced that she is going to be working on a metallica covers album and i'm i'm here for it having heard her other uh covers i i like it's like and she has a ton like you look them online i think i think it was stereo someone recently just did like a breakdown of like uh the best miley cyrus covers and it's just from different stuff like she does a uh, wildflowers on the howard stern show um shortly after um tom petty died and it's like a great version of and she throws in a couple other things in there by the way the Tom uh Tom Petty Wildflowers uh and the rest Mm -hmm. um uh, that that album that came out with all the demo stuff is incredible especially because it's like Wildflowers he just pressed record and he kind of just started playing it and then sang it um almost entirely how the song came out
3: Hmm. did she release the track list of the did she say which Metallica song she's gonna be
0: covering no, she's like, you know, cause like if you go online, you've seen her kind of uh, cover. She did uh, uh, at Glassenberg. she uh, did Nothing Else Matters.
4: Mm. Oh, did she? Yeah. She did, that was the same place she did that uh, awesome Heart of Glass cover too.
0: Yes, yeah, the Heart of Glass cover is incredible as well.
4: it's kind of amazing what happens when you put a real singer uh in in (laughs) singing those songs i mean nothing against headfield but she
0: has such good like whiskey voice Mm -hmm.
3: yeah she really has that whiskey and cigarettes yeah
0: yeah definitely but all but like you can dig deep and hit those huge high notes it's crazy yeah that's awesome um but yeah i'm i'm all for it i love you know we you 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 listeners of jonah radio know we love a cover here so any kind of cover album I am uh, totally in. Uh, but with that, it is now time for This Day in Music.
4: Oh. I'm here to help you with your history report.
0: You guys are going to go back in time. Yeah! Wait. Yes, wait. On this day, October twenty third, 1963, Bob Dylan recorded The Times They Are a-Changin'. How about that?
3: And so aren't, is, they aren't they still? And aren't they still?
4: He started it. He started things <laughs> the times changing.
3: We're yeah. not changing yeah. until he wrote that. Yeah. And, and then the they times started changing. they're
0: going to get worse. <laughs> 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 um, on this day in uh, 1963, the Everly brothers, Little Richard, Bo Diddley, uh, and the Rolling Stones. Uh, all appeared at the Odeon Theater in Nottingham, England. That's a huge Mm. rock and roll show. Um, But get this. On this day in 1964, all four members of the U.S. band Buddy and the Kings were killed when they hired a Cessna Skyhawk to take them to a gig in Harris County. Piloted by the band's drummer, Bill Daniels. There you go. um, (laughs) Yeah. you don't even thing. let the drummer drive <laughs> he, just keep, yeah. he just keeps yeah. on turning around to ask him it's like you know i got so ideas nice. too i got ideas for riffs too you know i, I, can write, I write poetry <laughs> eyes, on eyes, eyes on the horizon
1: goddammit. God yeah. <laughs> he's playing drums on the on the stick totally. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and a take your headphones <laughs> off <laughs> um but get this the plane crash nose first killing all on board singer with the group uh harold box had replaced Buddy Holly in the crickets after his Dude. death in a plane crash.
3: No, oh, that's final destination that's shit. Some
0: final destination shit. Damn. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Can't escape it.
4: No, you can. yeah. really oh, can't. Unless you it. unless you stay out of Cessna's, I think is probably. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the that's, lesson. Yeah. yeah.
0: There it is. Um on this day in 1980, Mark David Chapman quit his security job and signed out for the last time. And instead of usual Chappie, which he would write when he signed out, he wrote John Lennon. And
2: oh. Then,
3: no. I thought he was gonna write Mr. Jody Foster.
0: That <laughs> was like that was his other, that's also that's the other person you want to kill, right?
4: I didn't know Chappie no, was basically. No, on no, him.
0: no. That was, was the to guy that her. shot Reagan.
4: No, I Mark David No, Mark David Chapman was Lennon.
0: And, yeah, and
1: then uh Yeah. Oh, oh
4: and yeah. the guy
3: yeah. shot Reagan was Mr. trying Ray. to impress. Yeah, Jody that,
1: yeah, Jody Foster's army.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh wait. Chapman was the guy who was like obsessed with catcher in the rye. Yes. Something? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Edit that. <laughs>
1: yeah. it. It's okay. You're, you're not an American, so you shouldn't know these bits yeah. of history.
4: This is our, yeah,
0: this that's is our true. culture. Please that's, stop trying to that's appropriate
3: right. it. I'm sorry. Uh, not trying to colonize did, you guys. Sorry. Yeah.
4: Did shoot John Lennon. I mean, if anything, that's like, she should that's be. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't
0: start a citizen. war. It <laughs> <laughs> should have started a war um
1: john Hinckley shot reagan
0: that's right okay Um,
3: he's the jody foster guy
2: correct yes Yes.
0: birthdays today um october 23rd 1943 english rock bassist greg ridley uh with uh with spooky tooth and founder founding member of humble pie has a birthday today michael Burston uh from motorhead uh was uh born on this day in 1949 pauline black a uh, singer from Selector, was born on this day in 1953. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam uh, was born on this day in 1956. Uh, and Robert Trujillo from, uh, of course, uh, uh, Suicidal, Suicidal Tendencies, tendencies Infectious <laughs> Grooves, and now Metallica. Um, and friend of the show, Weird Al Yankovic, is celebrating his birthday. He was born on this day, October 23rd,
4: 1959.
0: Nice. Wow. Good Uh, So that's a lot of fun. We're going to take a break uh, with another track. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, songs that were made for movies that has the title of the movie in it. So we're going to be talking about those when we come back with April Richardson. uh, And we're going to play a song uh, by... uh, Let's do this one from... uh, Let's do the... uh, Let's do Rap Boys, Elvis in the Freezer. This is a great song. Here we go. Elvis in the Freezer by Rap Boys. More radio when we get back.
4: It's cash here for Me Undies. Me Undies believes that total comfort is about more than what's touching your skin. It's about feeling comfortable in your skin. You're a total badass, and what you should wear should only accentuate that fact. Me Undies truly believes in empowering self expression. Their pledge for 2020 and beyond is called Me Undies Gives, an initiative that supports those who have systemic barriers to their self expression. By shopping Me Undies, you support causes such as LGBTQ communities, mental health and well being, and women's rights. Let's talk about the underwear that you're wearing this very moment. I'm sitting here in my underwear and it doesn't quite feel like I'm sitting in a heaven cloud. Maybe we should reconsider. How much more fun would it be having right now if my undies were covered in pandas or sushi rolls or hummingbirds or sort of like vampire teeth? Don't you think you'd feel a little bit more like you? Me Undies offers classic colors to ridiculous prints. It's all so you can fully express yourself in your own unique way. Me Undies are available in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. So they got the range covered. If you want to get a 4XL and put two people in it, it sounds like fun. Me Undies also offers memberships because Me Undies believes you and your butt deserve comfort inside and out. This is why they created the Me Undies membership. It's really just a great way to love on yourself. Each month, replenish your basics with styles that are anything but basic. Styles that let you be the truest version of yourself, right down to your core. Plus, enjoy discounted pricing, controlled shipping, and exclusive early access. Love your butt and get the membership. MeUndies has a great offer for Jonah Radio listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. Now you can get your 15% off your first order and free shipping by going to MeUndies.com slash Jonah. That's MeUndies.com slash Jonah to get the only underwear company that has the personal seal approval of Neil Mahoney. That's right, Neil Mahoney. Where's my undies and you too can become the globe trotting ladies man or ladies woman that neil mahoney is
0: okay and we are back thank you for that that song you heard before the ad was rap boys elvis is in the freezer really good tune really really sweet nice tune um I dig it for sure. Okay, so on to the topic at hand. So last weekend, uh, Neil and I were uh, celebrating uh, our friend's birthday, and we were watching uh, Spaceballs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and and we re- we all kind of really we all remembered a lot of the lyrics from the song Spaceballs, and that's like when Neil and I were like, "Oh, w- what other songs were written for a movie that also contains?" the you know the the song like the like the name of the movie in there um if just in case everyone wants to remember what space Balls also anyone know it started like this
2: (laughs) (laughs)
4: jesus
0: watch out yes
3: did you this reminds me did you guys ever see uh, dangerous men when it played in la it's I don't like
0: think
3: so it's like the room it's like the new terrible movie that played a handful of times at the new beverly No. Mm. Yeah. well it was the same thing as the room like the guy funnily enough the guy who made it is named john s rad <laughs> and he, it's like Tommy Wiseau style. he did everything. He wrote the movie, directed the movies, in the, like did the soundtrack. And the it's called Dangerous Men. And so he wrote all the music, and the opening song is like Dangerous Men is an awesome movie. Oh, oh, the, ah. It is real good. It's called Dangerous Men. Like it says Dangerous Men like seven times in it. Oh, it's
1: so like bad. a local like local car dealership. Yes. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. Come on down to Dangerous Men Ford. We got the god hottest deals. No. You guys have to, if you get a chance to see
3: it, I don't know if it's ever, it's way worse than the room, a million times worse than the room. And I think this. the thing was, is the guy kept running out of, he was making, it took him like 40 years to make it because he kept running out of money. So no joke, like there'll be a scene, a scene that's so clearly in the seventies where it's like mm. a bunch of people in the seventies. And then the next scene of the same people, it's like in 1994 where they're like, Hey, what's up? I'm in a Subaru where you're like, it was the seventies, <laughs> five minutes ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Eraserhead also had a very similar problem. So I don't think you should judge so much. Right? <laughs>
1: um, fair.
0: That's fair. So I was thinking about, we did, we, other...
1: we did see Veronica though.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so oh, go.
3: I heard, I can't see it cause I heard it was so bad and it'll, above- oh,
0: it's, it... it's great. It's great. Especially the opening uh, songs, like, Miradaica is a rad movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is it really like
0: the worst? It's it's real it's real bad. It's real bad um and real fun. I don't know because like I, we saw it like at like at a, the LA premiere and it right. was just bonkers. was he
3: there? Was oh, Danzig there?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. And that was actually the <laughs> no. saddest part where it's like there was a part where everyone was just so tired of laughing at it and um and then it was like a part where there was just this lady eating a heart. Like, and it went on a real long time. So everyone kind of just stopped laughing and just like waited for the scene to be done. <laughs> and then like a couple times him and the producer, like it was really cool how you guys all got real quiet during that part, cause it was a real heavy part. And we could yeah. tell no. everyone was like blown away by it. We're like, oh no, you, you just wore us out <laughs> yeah. for the previous <laughs> hour.
1: I, I um, think no. his first line as he took the stage was you guys were laughing at parts that I didn't think were funny, but whatever. No, <laughs> yeah. so like
0: he
3: did it, did he do a Q and A?
0: Yes. And also, he talked about like, uh, uh, this, is, this is Dave Lyons' favorite thing where it's like, uh, like it about, like, you know, directing a movie. And he's just like, he's like, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into it. Like, you know, of course, uh, lenses and, you know, you really got it. we We tried a lot of different things with this uh, film, like different F stops. No. Diff- a lot of different <laughs> F stops. Different,
3: different, like, uh, extension cords yeah, when you're yeah, exactly. plugging in the cameras. And yeah, it's like, oh, okay, wow. What an auteur. That, see, I don't like that kind of stuff, though, because don't you hate it when, like, I don't like ageism in any way, and I think, hey, man, shred into your 80s if you want. But, like, when people that I really like don't, it's like, you can retire. It's okay
4: yeah,
0: to it's know fun. when to retire. He maybe he needs to keep on making money.
4: What are you talking about? He's got L.A. real estate.
0: I think he yeah. sold that place. Um, oh, did he? Here's another, here's another great uh, song made for a movie uh, that says the movie in the title. One for each other.
4: Oh! Oh, hell
0: yeah!
4: Randy Newman. If if you uh, if you find the box set of Randy Newman stuff, uh, all of his original demos for all of this stuff are on there, which is really cool. It's just him and the piano. Uh, My Little Buttercup is uh, great. Yes. I talked over it.
3: Also, don't doesn't like every Bond theme count.
4: You know, yeah, I was I was just looking at "Live and Let Die" by uh, McCartney, right? Was that like that every was...
0: Bond theme oh, well, is named after? No, it was McCartney? I don't think it was a Wings track. I think
4: it was just just McCartney.
0: Goldfinger is probably my favorite. I'm not I'm not a huge Bond guy, but like Goldfinger is like the one song I hear. I go, that's like actually like a good song.
4: Goldfinger is good. Uh, the Man with the Golden Gun is kind of what April was talking about, where it's just just about like it. There's no other possible interpretation. It's just about yeah. that one dude with the mole. <laughs>
0: Um, no, it was a third nipple.
4: Third nipple, that's right. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a low mole.
0: Um, <laughs> there's also, this is another great example of a song uh, that includes the title of the movie in the song for the movie. The saddest song for a comedy.
1: Again? Arthur? What?
0: Yes. It's yes. Ar- oh, Arthur's totally. But, uh, by Wait, Kirk he McBride. says Arthur? <laughs> Does, did you say Arthur? I thought I looked up the lyrics on it because that was. He tricky. says
3: Arthur, comma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> yeah,
2: Um,
0: yeah. Like, uh, also, here's the thing. I was trying to figure out. I couldn't figure out if uh, this song was made um for the movie or before the movie. Uh, but it's a. Uh,
3: Oh right!
0: Yeah. Weird science. Which
1: that came first? My, that was my pick. Just, I just yeah, sent it to you in the chat.
0: Oh. By the way, yes, I'm, just I'm, a I'm, little. I, I don't have enough space to see the chat, room sorry, Neil. But so, Neil, this no is worries. yours. Did you find out if this is? Uh, was this made for the movie? Do you know?
1: Uh, I think so, because that—that's like Danny Elfman was like huge into movie scores and stuff. I think
4: I think that was the thing that got him in there. Was he did this yeah. and then sort of transitioned out of Oingo Boingo? They, they're
1: up. in the movie. Yeah. in the movie so there must be that Being like' a... cause
0: that was the trick with me and was I was trying to find because uh, I was thinking of rock and roll high school uh by the Ramones um but like you know like when the when the song was made and when the movie came out it's like there's it's uh it's different Which but like i guess the the, mo- the song was made for the movie by someone else, and then when the Ramones signed on to do the movie, they played the song, so
4: oh, okay. I didn't know. That.
0: Uh, uh, I'm, and I'm just gonna guess, Cash, uh, that this was gonna be yours.
4: Oh, <laughs> it wasn't. But that's that's a really good one.
0: Yeah, this is Superfly, Chris Mayfield.
4: Which I've I've actually watched that movie. It's, it's not good. It's, it's not so good. But uh, the <laughs> the soundtrack is awesome.
0: Yeah. Um,
4: I. I mean, uh, you want you want me to? I got a few.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of going down the list. Uh, what do you got?
4: So hold on one sec. Well, uh, I might have it. Uh, nine to five.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
4: Um,
1: I just watched that Dolly Parton documentary, and uh, she talks a lot about writing a song.
4: This is another one. I don't know if that was was this she a she wrote this on
1: set. Oh really? And that that sound that sounds like typewriters. That's her with her acrylic nails as she oh, was like crazy. walking around, walking around, trying to like think of like what should I write for this movie. He oh, goes, weird! Oh, that kind of sounds like a typewriter. That's crazy. And then she yeah. called Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. She's into also her trailer.
3: a Foley artist. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she called Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda into her trailer and was like, "Check this out. Sounds like a typewriter, right?" And then she just like riffed the lyrics, and then they were like, "Holy fuck! Like this movie's gonna be huge because of that song, not because of anything we're gonna do." Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's oh, the, you got the Dabney people. Dabney's yeah. always gonna bring people in. <laughs> no Daft. Daft. Oh. yeah do you get person. that uh that Cindy Lopper song which one the goonies are good enough
0: oh shit that's that, that yeah we've played that song a bunch I think on this podcast uh, over the years
4: <laughs> I didn't know that's if it good. counted because it's like more than the title
0: yeah no I think it's so. because well like it's like it's not the title it's like if they say the movie name Lucy- it so. like this
3: oh my god yeah Adam Stanley I mean, who, when you think hip hop, who doesn't <laughs> think the Adams family? I yeah. mean, they're clearly huge rap guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then like that kind of goes along with.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I had that that was on my list. Yeah, and of course, so Jaden, huh? look, it's only a couple more records left on the album, man. Like, what you think I should put on now?
1: what, what, what? It's really? Jaden Smith's no, on, first appearance oh, on a record. I got some
2: hot records, I got the rain, I got-
3: Oh, that's right,
0: the um, Wild, Wild Wild West. West. Oh,
4: yeah. yeah.
3: I forgot about this movie.
4: This is, this one can be forgotten, I'm pretty sure. Like <laughs> that one, there's, there's a lot of good Will Smith work out there, but yeah, not that.
1: Probably did a yeah. Bad Boys
4: song too, right? uh I don't, I don't i don't know if michael bay would let him
0: yeah, it's like it's like can you put in some like guitar solos into it no sorry michael <laughs> bay i can't uh
3: can you have like a guitar shred and then explode
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then turn into
1: a volkswagen
0: yeah stephen bishop oh
4: animal house
0: and it's yeah the turn animal house is used in there this song in the movie? It's from yep. the movie it's made for the movie no,
1: do you want to know it?
3: one song i'm like bummed is associated with the movie because last night no joke last night i was watching beyonce at coachella from two years ago again you know the marching band like truly i think <laughs> oh, it's like the best great. thing that's yeah. ever happened that's a great performance. i watched it like once yeah. a month so i was watching it last night and it reminded me the destiny's child song that independent women part one that song totally rules, except for the fact that it's got that Charlie's Angels. Like half oh, of the lyrics are like, "Drew, can you handle this? Cameron Diaz, can you handle this?" Like they mention them, I'm like, "Why is this? This would be a perfect <laughs> song if it didn't talk about Charlie's Angels."
0: Yeah, I'm
3: so mad it's associated with that movie.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, sometimes it's funny because I was like, I was like, "Oh, uh, Eight Mile." I went to go look for you know like a, and then he doesn't say eight mile anywhere. He doesn't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in there, so I couldn't use it, but of course, Ray Parker Jr. namesake oh, so at yeah. the show with his first group, Radio R A Y D I O. Right. Huey
3: Lewis sued the shit out
0: of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I got know. to meet him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he played in the um uh, the scoring band for uh, Bob Odenkirk's Let's Let's Go to Prison. Oh, shit. Like him, the Ray guy Parker from, Jr.? Yeah, he's a session guy, you know? Like, he just, you know, oh, he's okay. a journeyman. So it's like him, the bongo player from Incredible Bongo Band, uh, Razel, the fucking human beatbox. Oh, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was like this all star weirdo band.
4: Uh, Neil, I've uh, gotten an email from Bob Odenkirk to ask you to stop referring it to as Bob Odenkirk's Let's Go to Prison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows what he did.
0: Anybody? Star Wars. Nope.
1: We yeah,
2: got
0: Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but
1: Star Wars.
4: Oh. oh we rode a blazing, blazing Saddles. Saddles. Oh. This is a great one. But that There's like, also... Uh, I, should, I, I
0: should have not included that because... Singular. Yes. He says Blazing Saddle in the movie Blazing Saddles.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: What about Never Ending Story? Ooh, I didn't remember
0: that. That's a great one, the never-ending story.
4: Robin Hood, Men in Tights. If we're going Mel Brooks again, if we're
0: going Mel Brooks. I mean, this is like the most obvious one. R.I.P. Adam Schlesinger.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on the sad tip, of course. We got Streets of Philadelphia.
4: Oh yeah, that's uh.
0: Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen.
4: Won an Oscar for it.
0: Yeah.
4: You got a Wang Chung song.
0: Which which one?
4: To live and die in L.A.
0: Hey, nice, nice.
4: And I don't, I don't know if this counts or not. Here, let me. uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal the, just so I can play this for you. Steal the chord. Passing the chord. Um.
0: Like hmm. it's like it was, it was one of those things where like. A lot came to mind, but then some of them didn't work, and I, you know, but like, yeah. What no, about story, Bowie, Absolute Beginners? That's on my list as well, Absolute yeah. Beginners by Bowie. Um, and then, of course- I just per realized Ray. this doesn't
4: count. Elder Barge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I got it confused. I, I thought the, the, the song, or I thought the movie was called Johnny Five for some, some reason. It is not. <laughs> it is not. A, <laughs> Do you have any more uh no that was that was just the yeah. one i wanted to share because but yeah uh yeah
1: <laughs> i thought the movie was called johnny five
4: i got so excited i was like oh yeah who's johnny johnny five the movie no it's not that's not true
0: there's a weird owl um parody it's not one of his best but it's uh it's a parody of uh where's johnny and it's uh here's johnny uh, and it's all oh, right it's just a song about ed mcmahon <laughs> <laughs> here's johnny he says and laughs in his special way here's johnny he says <laughs> you know i love him um and then i think uh of course you know the rock and roll high school yeah, 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 it goes footloose mm-hmm. yeah, oh right yeah. that's a good one there's all that Men in Black, straight Wild out of compton yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, not written for a movie though not written for a movie no, that's
4: a good point that's a good point good point um, there wasn't there wasn't like a late uh Addition to the verses that's just about like, we're all executive producers except yeah. easy because <laughs> yeah. he's dead,
0: yeah. Um, and uh, this one is a uh, I think it's like it's probably one of my tops just because I love uh, I love the guy so much. But uh, um, well, his friends would say Jonathan is There's Something About Mary. Oh, uh, no,
3: I forgot he was like in that movie, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: A yeah. bunch, they're like uh, the troubadour Greek
0: chorus, yeah. <laughs>
5: Indigo, but there's something about Mary that they
0: don't know.
2: Mary.
0: There's just something about Mary. Uh, he also shows up. They both show up in um uh Kingpin as well. Like uh when they're uh when they're in a bar and like Jonathan Richmond's like just playing a real mellow slow song and mm-hmm. uh um uh Randy Quaid and some girl are dancing. And like Randy Quaid is like, like, so this is rock and roll, I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's like uh, any others come to mind uh, with this stuff. I, you know, it's a, it's not a definitive list, but it's what we could come up with.
1: Uh, um, Judgment Night from the 1993 film Judgment Night.
0: <laughs> Neil, Neil, I want to tell you this. I have, I had, a, I had like this. I, I really truly believe that if you weren't traveling this week, you would have like gone into the songs of the Judgment Night soundtrack and just like put your voice in saying <laughs> Judgment Night ju- ju- Judgment Night Judgment Night
3: you should just do that in your spare time yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Everyone's forget who does that one is that that Onyx and Biohazard you're asking us I know <laughs> I, I gave, I gave uh, Andy Wood my Judgment Night CD because uh, right. I, I forgot to bring a record with me to go visit him <laughs>
0: Uh, Neil, what did you uh, send me uh, in this uh, chat?
1: Uh, it's the we- the weird science theme.
0: Oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, well, we already played it, and so I guess that is it for the show. That's uh, right. That, that, oh that right on time. Yeah, yay. Um,
4: <laughs> April, April, thank can you go. so
0: much. It's, and we didn't get we're we're gonna have to have April back because it's a blast having you on, but it's also like we didn't get into your uh, your new job, which is like my playlist um, job. Yeah, it's like just can you real quick, just like tell tell everyone what you do because i find it so so funny and fascinating. Yeah, i
3: made playlists. Uh, i work for a streaming company here that's on TVs. So it's like Spotify for normies who can't figure out computers, aka my mom. My mom is like the target customer.
4: I've used those before. It's like upper levels of like cable. Is like that what it, it is?
0: Choice, I think was the, the It's the
3: same term. idea kind of that. It's different here in England like it's not that, but it's like the same idea. So i collect um i mean we do some new releases and stuff as long as it's for that kind of demo you know what i mean it would be like Mm -hmm. the new adele album or something but i you know when there needs to be like a best of like i had to work last because she's got an album coming out so i had to put together like a best of kylie minogue playlist and then before that like john lennon's birthday I had to put together like best john lennon solo jams best uh you know what was it before that mariah carey's book came out so i had to do like a best of mariah carey focused thing
0: so Oat yeah, Walker, basically, Walker, Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, I.
3: So it's pretty fun. I mean, as far that's, as jobs that's,
4: go, yeah, that's finding, an awesome are you job.
0: Stuff or like, it's a. Does it ever push you into a direction that you wouldn't have normally gone? You go, oh, that's pretty good stuff here and there. Oh, I'm, I'm willing to bet Mariah Carey but also because
3: like speaking of oingo boingo right like no one here has heard of them at all there are not at all my husband this other guy that i work with like i had to put together an 80s one hit wonder i have to do a lot of research of Mm -hmm. like what was popular here versus what was popular in america because things that we think like i play you know the i melt with you modern english that's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. fucking ubiquitous in every 80s movie of all time I played it for Martin. He's never heard it in his entire life. Wow. Exactly. Like, it never was here, ever. He's like, I've never heard this song. I'm like, um, this song is, like, in the ether in America. So yeah. it's things like that that I find out that huge hits, you know, in America didn't make it here at all and vice versa. So I do have to do research as far as, you know, making sure I'm not slipping in a thing from America where everyone here is going to go, I don't know what this is.
4: I, I love that the that post-COVID you're going to be putting together, like, headlining tours for 80s bands in england they're like <laughs> now they're, they're like i don't know what it was but during covid people fell in love with our music and so now totally. we're huge over there
2: totally
3: daddy yeah. alfin uh, we've never sold one record in england until 2020 now everyone yeah. loves yeah. weird science you what? just got,
0: what you do is you got to find some guy uh with some face tattoos on a skateboard and some cranberry juice and then just like have a song Boom, yes. pow bang it's, I had back. to write
3: about that. I had to do a, a Fleetwood Mac thing. Cause that put Fleetwood Mac in the like top 10 singles. Yeah. Here. They sold so, so yeah.
0: easy. Yeah. that's crazy. Um, well you're off social media, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I check it maybe once
0: a month. But, all right. Well, um, yeah. I guess uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to
4: say. Like, do you still have your college? MySpace page up? Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, we, me, actually, my husband and I do a podcast. That That's right. Just, um, That's
4: right. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. We do um, that.
3: So it's called, why do I like this? So you can go to, why do I like this podcast.com? Um, I'll actually send you guys some, you guys would like it because I present. He's a scholar. Like he can break down. I bring a song I like to him. And I'm like, why do I like the song? and he breaks it down like he can literally be like well you like this part because this note sounds like a human crying there was Ooh. one he blew my mind there was a song that i like that had a harmonica part in it and he's like yeah you like that because it sounds like a person crying
0: we can't can we do an episode uh with the two of you where like uh, like uh you guys help us break down the songs that we like that might be a fun hundred dude up.
3: he would love to hey i just volunteered say hi hello, hello. I just Hi. Vol- <laughs> Yeah, he I volunteer for him to do it, absolutely cuz he can break it down and be like, well this note makes you feel this way and this note this chord is this and it's really interesting. Awesome, that's
0: great. Yes, that that'll be that's going to be a real fun episode and we'll listen definitely... to the Misfits episode. It was awesome.
3: Oh, you oh, nice. did. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. It was the first time he'd ever heard the misfits and to hear him play it. I mean, he's a piano player. So that's the thing is I play him a misfit song and then he figures it out on piano. And then it's like, Oh, this misfit song on piano. That sounds like a ballad or something. It's trippy.
0: I want your skull. Yeah, works. Exactly. It all works. Yeah. exactly. Um, well, right on. Uh, check out that, uh, that podcast. Let's say the name of it again. Why do I like this? Why do I like this? Uh, why do I like this uh, pod.com? Uh, this will also be in the show notes. You can click a link to it, uh, provided the show notes uh, by Dan Engler, our fantastic associate producer, um, who, is, uh, who is really doing a good job of plugging up all of the holes that have been in this boat since we started. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan's great. Dan's a great dude.
4: If he could only get us to be sober for the first hundred. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's thank you so much, April, for hanging out. Um, of course. Good to I, see you. Yeah, yeah to likewise to you. you guys. Really really great to see you. Uh Neil, That's yeah. really awesome to see you.
4: As <laughs> you dropped out a little bit when you're talking oh, to sorry. Neil. No.
0: <laughs> Neil, have a great trip. Have a great safe trip.
4: Say hi to everybody. <laughs> Say hi to your mom and oh, your sister yes. and yes, Rich definitely. and
0: All right. Uh, but uh I'll do my best. <laughs> we're going to uh, end with a song that was submitted uh by Vaughn Wildenhouse. This guy was uh, in a band um uh that was on Recess Records back in the day. I used to have their seven inches and then uh, uh, he has this new thing going on now, which is pretty great. Um, And if you want your music featured on this show, email us a link to your band camp. Uh, It's a a Jonah Radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O at gmail.com. And then tell your friends about the show, check out the bands you like um, and tell them that you like them and you heard them on the show. So anyway, this is Farewell by Von Wildenhaus on radio. Thank you so much, goodbye.